Okay, we got uh, we got Bob Dylan, we got uh, Willie Nelson coming around later on this summer. There's an Outlaw Music Festival tour. That's what it's called, and it's going to be Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan together. And listen to this: the first leg of this tour will have Robert Plant and Allison Krauss on it. The second half of the tour, the second leg, will have John Mellencamp. And that is the leg that is coming to the Gorge on August 10th. So the Gorge show will be Willie Nelson and family, Bob Dylan, John Mellencamp, and Billy Strings will be all on that one bill. Wow. August 10th at the Gorge. That's pretty darn good. But, how you know, to, to Robert Plant, Allison Krause thing, that's great, too. Yeah, for those who get to see uh, the first leg of that tour. There are some big package bills out there. Yeah. I don't know what the tickets are going to be for that one, but it'll probably be a pricey. They go on sale this morning at 10 a.m. It'll probably be a pricey ticket. Okay, now. Don, August 10th, this is a show. Don Henley probably did not want to have to relive this in a courtroom yesterday. But, you know, he's in he's in court for this lyrics, stolen alleged stolen lyrics thing. This is the incident in 1980 when he was found at his home with a 16-year-old sex worker and some cocaine. Henley was asked Monday about the arrest as he was testifying at the criminal trial surrounding what he says were stolen, handwritten draft lyrics to Hotel California and other Eagles hits. A prosecutor actually brought it up early, presumably before defense lawyers could. Henley said he called. So, so here we go. Here it was. If you, I mean, I, I remember some of the details of this from forty some years ago, but not the specifics that came out yesterday in the courtroom. Henley said he called for a sex worker on a night in November of nineteen eighty because he wanted to escape the depression he was in over the breakup of the Eagles. "Quote: This is Henley talking in court yesterday." I wanted to forget about everything that was happening with the band, and I made a poor decision, which I regret to this day. I've had to live with it for 44 years. I'm still living with it today in this courtroom. Poor decision. How did the police get involved? Well, once again, we're talking about she was 16 years old. Wasn't she unconscious, too? And, yeah, she had a seizure, and that's why Henley called police. Henley said that he called firefighters who checked the girl's health, found her to be okay, and left with him promising to take care of her. The paramedics found her in the nude. They called police. This is at Henley's house in Los Angeles. So after the paramedics leave, they call the police, and they're like, man, there's this girl. And, you know. So Henley said that he, that uh, the girl recovered and was preparing to leave with a friend that she had Don Henley call when police arrived hours later. Authorities said at the time of the incident that they found cocaine, quaaludes, and marijuana at his Los Angeles home. In 1981, he pled no contest to a misdemeanor charge of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Don Henley was 32 years old at the time. Again, the girl was 16. He's now 76. What does this have to do with stolen lyrics? <laughs> well, because they're going to discredit they. This is the, the prosecutor, the guy who's on Henley's side, brought this up in court yesterday knowing that the defense was going to bring it up at some point during the trial to try to discredit Henley. So the prosecutor felt like, let's us get this out 
Mm-hmm. Let's us get this out through my line of questioning and our side of the story because we know they're going to bring it up. And, Han- boy, Henley had to know this was all going to come up when uh, when they were going into court. I'm sure his attorney told him, we got to bring this up. Uh, Henley said he did not know the girl's age until after he was arrested. He said, quote, this is what he said yesterday. I don't remember the anatomical details, but I know there was no sex. Now, back to the reason that they were in court to begin with. The alleged stolen lyrics. The lyrics fell into the hands of a biographer who in 1979 was working with the Eagles on a book that was never written. And then that writer sold them to a guy who sold them to two other guys. Those two other guys and the guy who sold them the lyrics, they're the ones who are the defendants in court. Henley testified Monday that he only gave the biographer access to the documents, not possession of them, and that he never wanted them to become public. He said, quote, some of the stupid stuff we wrote down before we got to the final lyrics of the songs, it, it was just it just wasn't something that was for public viewing. It was our process. It was something very personal, very private. I still wouldn't show that to anybody. There's probably like things that just he wrote down phonetically or things that it made no sense, but phonetically or what or like, you know, syllable wise that worked out with the rhythm that they were looking at. And he was just putting placeholders in there until he found the right words. But if somebody just walked up and yeah. looked at it, it's like, what is this garbage? Henley reported them as stolen 14 years ago when they were being auctioned off. Now, back to the incident in 1980. That incident, as Icky as it was, spawned a, a Henley's first album, solo album, in 1982, which is a pretty good debut solo album. It's the album I Can't Stand Still, and it has the song Dirty Laundry on it. And that song has a little something to do with, um, you know, with, with that particular incident because Henley was dragged through the mud in the media back in 1980 and 81, you know, when the story came out. And when he was, uh, you know, when the, when 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 and, he was slapped on the wrist, and didn't Danny Korchmar or whatever say that he wanted the news, the 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 the, the drone of the song it to sounds, sound like a news stinger? It sounds like a news, like what you would have as a news So breaking at ten. Now he did a more uh, a less subtle commentary on what happened in, on that album in a song called "Nobody's Business." Which is he gets right he cuts right to it on that song, but this was more a song that was a little more mass appeal with Don Henley singing. Joe Walsh does the first guitar solo here. Uh, Steve Lukather does the second guitar solo. Uh, uh, Jeff Percaro is on the drums. Timothy B. Schmidt is on the bass. Yeah, he couldn't get anybody to play with him, huh? I mean, there's, there's, this is an all star band here. So you listen for Joe Walsh first, and then Steve Lukather of Toto fame for the second solo on here. Brad and John, Classic Rock 92.9, KISM, and Henley's angry response to the media.